Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Welcome, everybody, in our chat rooms. Now, we've got, got Facebook chat on my phone and... YouTube chat on JC's phone. We've got two monitors up here, a camera. We just need like three more screens, three personnel, and somebody speaking in my ear at the same time. We might actually be something like a professional in here. Get with Joe. He's got the earpiece. Get, uh, get with thing Joe. Nailed down. Joe. <laughs> get with Joe. Welcome, everybody. Fredonia, Kansas, uh, from what is that? Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. Pleasant, Michigan, West Texas. Hello from Wisconsin and California-stan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who you got over there? Wenatchee, Washington, Washington Vero Beach, Middleton, New York. Kansas, lots of Pittsburgh. People from everywhere. Yeah, so give me just a second, everybody, to tell you what's coming up from the Colorado Chris Ann Springs. Hall. Colorado Springs, yeah. Hello. You lived there, right? I lived there. Time. I lived in Colorado Springs, uh, Fort Carson area for three years, yep. actually. Yuma. Did a lot of did a lot of rock climbing at Garden of Gods. Uh, jumped. I actually jumped out of a out of a hot air balloon. Yeah. Tied to a bungee cord. Billings, Montana. Twice. Metro Detroit. Columbus, Ohio. Lewisburg, North Carolina. Kansas City, Kansas. Yep. Oh, here we go. Calo- North Carolina over here too. Buna, Texas. South Dakota, Denver, Denver in the house. See, see what my phone is doing, JC. Jonesboro, San Francisco Bay. How about that? I know, Rock right? On. Rock on. So, tomorrow, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, Liberty First Tour 2020 goes to West Palm Beach. I will be speaking at the Hispanic Republican Convention. Uh, in the morning, it starts at 9 a.m., goes to 4 p.m. There's a dinner that evening. We'll be at that dinner as well. So if you want to come to our teaching, you're going to sign up to be part of the Hispanic Republican Convention. And then on Monday, uh, I will be at a Zoom event. Okay, so on a Zoom event, the 6th Annual America the Truth Conference. Uh, That is actually a Zoom event from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Monday Goodness gracious, October 5th. I cannot believe it's already. Do you know the year is already over? But can I tell you, I have never anticipated the end of a year like I have 2020. Yeah. Praise God. You know what this is going to be? This is going to be the greatest New Year's Eve ever. Everybody's going to be so glad to leave this behind as well. This is crazy, by the way. You're all, you are all over America. All man. over America. Cameron, North America. Carolina. Loomis, California. Yes. Idaho. Panhandle, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Massachusetts, Blue State, Rhode Island. Uh, you got Yorba Linda, um, Nampa. What's up, Pigeon Tony? Forge, Season, Tennessee. Pigeon Forge, Sacramento. I mean, we are nationwide. Nationwide. Yep, yep. yep. Nationwide. Well, when then we get Canada, we get Germany in here sometimes, That's right. right? And I know after Russia. the fact, we get Russia, South Korea, <laughs> uh, Brazil. You would not believe how many people in Brazil watch us. Well, you know, absolutely we, crazy. We met um, oh. we met a Brazilian delegation at the Young Americans for Liberty uh, conference yes. several years ago. There was a big 
big delegation. We actually know the son of a diplomat there in Brazil yeah. as well. I think mm -hmm. she's a Supreme Court judge, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, so that could be it too. Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, Liberty Tour 2020 goes to Ocala, Florida. In Ocala, Florida, <laughs> be teaching from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Uh, on the government overreach local government overreach why your governors your mayors your your uh county commissioners do not have the authority to override the state constitution and it's our duty to what jc not comply not comply yes 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 renee it took me a minute poop cargo i was i was thinking what is what is poop cargo where is that <laughs> talking about <laughs> chicago chicago yeah yeah it. yeah yeah so then we always have thursday Liberty Tour at Kate with Kate Daly. Uh, we miss Kate Daly uh, today because Kate Galley is on vacation this week. So she always does a best of on Thursdays when she's on Kate vacation. On Kate vacation. Vacation. <laughs> vacation. And vacation. And so then Thursday and then Saturday, October 10th, November, uh, uh, Liberty Tour 2020 goes out to Nampa, Idaho. It'll be big. Yes, we will be in Nampa, Idaho. Is that why you told Mr. Pellegrino we would see him in a little yeah. bit? Yeah, there we go, Mr. Pellegrino. We will be in Nampa, Idaho, 6.30 p.m., uh, 9 to 9 p.m. on Saturday, October 10th. And then in Nampa, Idaho uh, on Sunday as well, 9 a.m. to Actually, it's, it's longer than that. This is, this is not even right. We have like three classes on Saturday and three classes on Sunday. And JC is preaching the morning message mm. on Sunday morning. So all of these things can be seen on our calendar at chrisannhall.com. And John Dolence, if you want us to come to Pigeon Ford, Tennessee, all you have to do is go to chrisannhall.com. Click on that little contact button right there and contact us. Give us your information. We don't, uh, if you don't have a website, just type not NA in the box. You don't have to have a website. Just type <laughs> NA in the box and tell us or in the message creative. or get creative. And, you know, people normally get creative. Look, just get creative. I don't care. Uh, and then put in the message. I think this is just one of those contact forms that the website makes us have so whatever dude i don't care what you put in the website thing poop poop cago right right whatever and this is how you contact us to to get a um a liberty first 2020 teaching tour probably be liberty first 2021 at this point because mm -hmm. the end of our year is so very booked uh jc you brought this to my attention, and I want to tell you, I wanted to bring it up on the show because I totally missed it. And I thought that we'd just spend about 35 seconds talking about it because I wanted to, sh I wanted to just simply put it out there. Um, this, is, this is crazy for me. This is absolutely crazy. I'm going to play this little short video of Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden at the presidential debate. And when it's done playing, I'm going to tell you what I thought he said, okay? Oh, I have, sorry. Chris Ann's flaking out. Millions of dollars, and you'll get to see I, it. I, and you'll get to when? see it. But and let me Shalom. just tell you, Chris, let me just say something. that it. So Joe Biden said, 
Inshallah. I actually blew it off, JC, because I thought he said in July. Mm. Right? Because yeah. I thought he had just... So let's listen to this again. Remember, I thought he said in And you'll July. get to see it. I, I, and you'll get to when? see it. But let me Shalom? just tell you... Chris, let me just say something. Because you know he has a speech problem, right? Mm-hmm. He has a speech problem. He actually... I don't know how many people know this. It's tongue-tied. He, he actually had a terrible stuttering problem. Oh, yeah, that's right. As, mm-hmm. as, a, as a child. So a lot of times... About that. he You know, people give him a hard time because he's stuttering. But... He he's he had that kind of disability. So I just thought he got tongue tied and said in July, but he said inshallah, mm-hmm. which is actually an Arabic phrase like when hell freezes over. Yeah, literally means in God's will, God's will be done or in God's will. But the yeah, the sort of colloquial implication is yeah that'll never happen but look at this is actually from forbes but i caught it i caught it when he said it yeah you did i i swear i thought he said in july i just blew it off i thought he said in july there was so much you know talking over like three people were talking right there at the same time and so i think i don't think many people caught it i caught it right at that moment obviously because you know our background as as a linguist and i I, uh, I had a lot of friends in the Navy who were Arabic linguists. And then um, Janet, who does your scheduling, and her husband are, are, are Arabic linguists. I mean, they, yeah. and they worked in the Middle East. And so she's she's actually said that, if not saying it, using it herself. But we've talked about uh, when Muslims say that and yeah. use that phrase. So I was, it it was sort of. Uh, so I don't did know if shocking. Just, it was sort of jarring at the moment. <laughs> I, I I thought. What? Did you do the RCA dog thing? I did when he said it because, <laughs> you know, because I was trying to keep up with what they were saying, you know, and that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the with the uh, conversation, and so it took my mind in a different direction. So I didn't say anything at the time because you know what I mean, trying to trying to split your your thought process. But I I remember thinking to myself why why is he using muslim you know arabic well according like to that? forbes it's he's bizarre. actually done this before so according to forbes who says then according to the washington post uh-huh. biden used the word inshallah at a new hampshire campaign event earlier this year when speaking about medicare for all he said quote it's going to take at least four years to pass it inshallah you're not going to pass it where where does uh, this may be just something I'm unfamiliar with. I don't know because people use phrases in different uh, regions and things. Where where does one pick up that language if you're not a Muslim? If you're not Arabic, I don't understand how you. Well, it would be in Muslim. It's very strange. In, in Muslim concentrated areas, you know. I mean, you have a lot of Islamic culture in in uh, Detroit. He's um, not from Detroit. Well, no. Scranton. I, I, he's from Scranton. Scranton. I don't know. I don't, I don't I, whatever. From, I, I, so the question becomes: Apparently, Scranton why is, he... is the best place to be from. It's, like he says that nonstop. Yeah, you guys out there in Scranton. Yeah. What is that about? I don't even get that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand where. It was just very strange. It was that was actually one of the stranger moments of the debate. And and my and there were many. My second because because <laughs> I thought. I just thought, why is Joe Biden using that kind of terminology? I like, want to know why it just simply rolls off his tongue like 
something that's more common than the English phrase. Yeah. Yeah, why would it be, why would he just, why would his brain sort of default to inshallah and not like never. whatever. When hell never. freezes over. When hell, yeah. Exactly. When pigs fly. When pi- right. Yeah, of all the stuff, because you know, all those phrases strange. he grew up with. He didn't grow up with inshallah. That's what I mean. Where do you pick that up at? Where does Joe Biden pick up this phrase? Ah. And, and Mike's, he, Mike here in the chat room says he picked it up during his eight years with Obama. It's quite possible. <laughs> there you I, go. I thought. There well, you go. <laughs> well, it was interesting that now, a couple of days later, it's this big sort of the, the Muslim community going, yay, and we love Joe and that sort of thing. So it's almost like it was the signal. I know. Was he signaling? To that community. And then they go, yeah, we're with Joe because he said this word. Mm-hmm. Just It's just. It's strange. But it, it, again, I, I'm not aware. I mean, I don't know every regional uh, vernacular or whatever, because yeah. like I like um, Kamala Harris the other day uh, she was talking about somebody and she said she said they're doing God's work, uh, whatever. That's a that's a phraseology I've heard in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So. I've heard a lot of New Yorkers and Northeasterners say, you know, oh, they're doing God's work. And and in the Jewish community, I've heard that. Right. Uh, and when I initially heard it, of course, being from the Bible Belt in the South, to they had a completely different kind of connotation and meaning for me because it was applied to non-religious, you know, stuff. What does doing God's work mean? It means it's commendable work that they're doing. Right, exactly. Um but when I first heard it, I thought, wait a minute, what is Kamala Harris talking about God? She just spent the the day before railing about abort, you know, being pro-abortion and all this sort of stuff. And she's not she doesn't support God. Why is she saying that? But it's a it's just a colloquial colloquialism. But where in the world is inshallah? Yeah, a colloquialism. What region does that? Come so from? today uh, our teaching segment is going to be on uh this question, uh, answering this question. Uh, yes, Selah. That's different. Salah. Selah. Selah. Salah is different. That's that means pay attention, listen. Or meditate. Yeah, or meditate whatever. on this. Um, there, our teaching section today is going to be on the, on the 12th Amendment. And what happens when Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell actually pick the president and vice president of the United States? That's what we're going to be doing, yeah. teaching about. But I wanted to do this little bit first because... I need to get this off my chest. And I'm just I'm not going to I'm not going to get ranty about this, but I have had it up to here with this racism BS across America. I mean, I I mean it is it is angering me. And it's angering me because it has fallen on this family. I mean, most people know that that I had to issue this this public statement some time ago on racism because the Southern Poverty Law Center issued this huge article on me about how how I'm a white supremacist, mm. right? I'm a white supremacist, and it's all Marxist guilt by association because yeah. of a group that I taught. All these black members of the Proud Boys are white supremacists, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... I've decided that I wanted to play this little video of uh, Kaylee McKinney. Is that how you say her name? Sure. Kaylee McKinney, whatever. I don't know. McKinney. 
McCainy, whatever. McEnany. I don't know. McEnany. Kaylee. I have decided that if someone were to grant me one wish, I want to be a presidential press secretary. Yes. For one, at least, just, I mean, it's just a wish thing, for one press conference yeah. for any Republican president yeah, out please, there. Yeah, please, Mr. President, r- rotate us in. I, I just, and, and so, I, tag, I, just tag. I love how she handled tagging. this, I really do, but I, my wish, okay? Yep. Throw up prayers out there, I don't know how you are, I, I want to be. I dream I about wanna, that. Do you really? I you do, do too? Because I listen to them all the time, and, and these, the ones that Trump has had, have done better than many I've heard in a long time, but they still don't go far enough. They still don't turn it back on these guys hard enough. So let me let's play this because I thought this was she's great. I know this was great. Oops, sorry, wrong one. Sorry, the, she's really great. But I wanted to play this because this I saw this. It came across my feed and it made it 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 made my blood pressure go straight up. Uh, Kelly, if I could start off. Um, I'd like to ask you for a definitive. By the way, can you look and see the utter contempt that she has on her face? She knows what's coming. She knows what's coming. She's actually, you'll see, she's about to look through a notebook. Statement without ambiguity or deflection. As the person who speaks for the president, does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms? This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you um, in August 2019. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. She he is condemned white No, she should have kept going. She should have read going. Hey, Mummy Bear, thanks morning. for the super Can chat. You, Woohoo! Naming it, make a declarative statement that you denounce, that the president denounces it. I just did. Uh, the president has denounced this repeatedly. The, the you, president was asked this. You're you just, making, you're contriving no, a storyline and a narrative. I'm just asking you to put he this said, to rest. I just did. I read you all of the quotes. And if you need quotes, to see them in writing. They read me past quotes. Right. You yeah. read me. Say it again. Say it again. And then next week, this this, will this be, apology will, will be, be a past, past apology. Yeah. And you need to you do, need it, to do again. it again. Yeah. I will put them in an email. Hold on. So, Kelly, we'll this, put this, it in can you right now denounce white supremacy? Because she's looking at him like this. I just the president has denounced white supremacy. I would have. Here's what I would have said. I'd have said, "I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you had a disability, and the ADA. Yes. You yeah, know, we him. we must accommodate your disability based on the ADA. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. And here's where I would turn to somebody on the side and say, "Okay, I want you to provide him with a photocopy of everything that I just said, because obviously he has a severe comprehension." hearing disability yeah. i would just 
the KKK and hate groups in all forms. He signed a resolution to that effect. Uh, the president just last week, perhaps you all weren't covering it, but just last week expressed <laughs> his desire to see the KKK prosecuted as domestic terrorists. This president uh, had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist, the first federal execution in 17 years. His record on this is unmistakable, and it's shameful that the media refuses to cover it. Yes. Thank you. The FBI now she the keeps Department going. of Homeland Security this new one. say that racially motivated violent extremism is one of the deadliest threats that we face in the U.S. Does this White House agree with that assessment, and what is it doing to combat this threat? See, this is where I would, I would just, this is, I would only be a press secretary for one meeting, because I would look at her and say, I'm sorry, are you freaking stupid? Because I would. I'd be like, I'm sorry. What is your mental deficiency? I need to have in writing what your, what, your, what your disability is. What is your mental disability so that we know how to accommodate someone like you? <laughs> I would seriously do that. Does anybody um, out there listening want to somebody to say threat. that? First of all, last week, he also, in addition to saying he wants to prosecute the KKK as domestic terrorists, he said uh, that lynching should be a national hate crime. Again, I think there's no stronger signal that you can send than advocating for the execution of a white supremacist the first time there's been a federal execution in 17 years. He's been unmistakable. It's different than actually doing it. He's continually condemned it, and it is really... The record on this degree, John's really question is mixed. It has condemned it, it, it he's equivocated this is where I he didn't want to acknowledge it or address I mean, it. She does something very really mixed good on this issue. His record Just a is not mixed in the slightest, and when you go back in history, you can see that... history right here. When you go back in history, you can see that Jesse Jackson has praised the president as someone who served underserved communities. This president with Mar-a-Lago, it was the first Palm Beach club open to African-Americans and Jews. Um, and in fact, his record he, is was, mixed. he has he not was been praised. consistent on the issue he of white supremacy. So I'm what has this White House done it is quite to combat it is what quite the FBI shameful. says is one of the deadliest threats in this country? We're not having a debate on a cable you're, news you're, you're, right now. You're saying that he finish. condemns it. I have his record right here. It's you need to let me finish. His record it's is mixed. quite funny that the media goes haywire about interrupting and debates and then chooses to pursue that very same tactic themselves. This is a White House briefing. You ask a question and you give me time to answer. Boom. Booyah. See, 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 I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. So you need to get her that angry before she, she gets starts, there. Right. And she could be throwing elbows from the get. Right, 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 right. Say, hey, Renee, thank you for the super chat. We love to have those super chats in here. You guys help us every time you super chat us. Super chats are how you donate through, uh, through, what is that? YouTube. And you support what we do. So we thank you for that. But, JC, you'll remember. She's freaking awesome. One, I had that same remark about a CNN yep. uh, expert person when I was on the debate panel for him. You, these liberals are always screaming and crying about following the rules and you've got to follow the rules. And now they're like, you can't de interrupt people, but they don't even follow their own standards. Yeah. Because it doesn't apply to them. I think all this stuff doesn't apply to them. Every response needs to turn it back on them like that. I mean, just blast them right in yeah. the freaking mouth like that every time. See, because like the first part, I would I would have called them out on their intent to stir up racial strife, to sow mm -hmm. division, and the ultimate result of that will be violence and mm -hmm. destruction of of yeah. society. So yeah. I, I'd be like, I realize clearly. 
judging by your actions and your consistent coverage that that is your intent. Mm -mm. But it's not the intent of this administration. And our record reflects that. I would I would I would have to to temper myself to deliver some of those things in the right way. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, dear. I didn't realize you had a disability. Did you register (laughs) your disability upon coming in so we could make sure that we accommodated for that? Because I'm pretty sure that we've already covered this. So yeah, you, let you me start know saying what disability, your disability you're gonna get blasted by whatever. Being insensitive they're, about. They're gonna well, but that's why I say you say it really nicely, you know, because uh, because uh, that's the only way you can explain what in the world <laughs> is going on here, right? Otherwise, they're doing it like you said on purpose to be to to bring. I, I don't even know. I don't even know why. Because they're because it's it's idiocy. I don't even know. So here's what I want to know, JC. They're all upset about about Donald Trump, right? Why aren't they upset about Woodrow Wilson? Why aren't they asking for reparations from the Democrat Party when Woodrow Wilson? By the way, JC, this is an article on Vox. So they know. Yeah. They know. Mm-hmm. And a Democrat president, Woodrow Wilson, we're just going to say this because we've said this before. Woodrow Wilson put black people in cages. In cages. Mm-hmm. He went in, Woodrow Wilson went in, segregated the federal government after it had already been desegregated, and then said. There are no positions, no government positions for Negroes in the South. A Negro's place is in the cornfield. Wow. That's, that's Woodrow Wilson. Aggressive hero. And one colored clerk who could not actually be segregated on account of the nature of his work and who consequently had a cage built around him to separate him from his white companions for many years. Years. How many people even know this? We've taught this on on this show before. Well, we have actually spoken this out loud on this show before. More to the point, you could talk about Joe Biden's history and all of his the uh, legislation passed that specifically disadvantaged the black community and targeted the black community. And and by his own biography, J.C., Joe Biden would go into the black community when he got angry looking for a fight. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) This stuff makes me so angry. This stuff ticks me off so much. So, JC, what happens if Nancy Pelosi and... Mitch McConnell get to pick the president and the vice president of the United States. Say again. What happens if Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell get to pick the president and the vice president of the United States? Do you you know that's a legal possibility, right? Okay. So let's look at that. Let me show you how this works. Okay. This is the... Uh, sorry. There we go. The 12th Amendment says how the president and the vice president are to be 
elected. It says that the president and the vice president uh, shall be elect. Their names shall be on ballots for the uh, sorry, sorry. They shall name in their ballots the electors, the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots for the person voted for as vice president. So two ballots. Two ballots. They shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for for president and of all persons voted for as vice president. So you're supposed to have two distinct ballots for president and vice president since 1804, 1803 actually, as the 12th Amendment ratified to the Constitution. And that has gradually been altered. Yes. So Not through any legal process. No. Sorry. You have, um, in 1824, this is what the results of a presidential election looked like. Mm -hmm. You have Andrew Jackson, John Quincy Adams, William Harris Crawford, Henry Clay, and unpledged electors. I don't even know what that means. And this is the percentage of their electoral college votes. Then you have vice president candidates. These are the vice presidential candidates, and this is the electoral votes they got. So you have two distinct ballots, two distinct ballots here, where the winner of the electoral vote, with as long as it's more than a majority, gets to be the president, and the winner of the electoral vote on the vice presidential ticket gets to be the vice president. That's how the... Uh, elections are supposed to go through the 12th Amendment. Now, the reason the 12th Amendment was written was in case there was a tie. Because, because there was a tie. Well, because there was a tie in 1800. Okay, that was Thomas Jefferson, actually, who came out the victor in that one. And so they ratified, they wrote and ratified the 12th Amendment to as a solution if there is a tie. So what happens if there's a tie? So it says here, uh, if no person has such a majority, then the, there's just a lot of words in here. So if no person has a majority in the president from the persons having the highest numbers exceeding three on the list of those voted for as presidents, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. Now, there's a very specific way in which the House can do that. Sure. But the House of Representatives, uh, if the House of Representatives shall not choose, so you have to do it by March 4th, okay? So, if the House of Representatives shall not choose a president whenever the right of choice shall devolve on them before the fourth day of March, the next following, ye of you know, like that same year, Right, the next following, then the uh, vice president shall act as president. Okay. But. Now, but because we have put vice presidents and presidents on the same ticket, right? So under the original understanding of the Twelfth Amendment. You would have in this election, if there had been a tie between Andrew Jackson and John Quincy Adams, John Calhoun, who would have been elected the vice president, would be the acting president until the uh, House would then choose the president of 
the United States. But watch this. In 1832, things really start to change. In 1832, now we have presidential nominating conventions with the Democrats and the Republicans, all the parties, and a party called the Anti-Masonic Party as well, all now go to presidential nominating conventions. And, we st- and the parties start nominating their presidential candidates through conventions. Then in 1844, we have now solidified this one ballot thing. Look at this. Mm-hmm. What, this is the 1844 electoral results. See this? James Knox Polk and George Miffin Dallas are those that are now on the ticket together. So in 1844, we have a unified ticket across the board with both parties, the Democrat Party and the Whig Party, which would become the Republican Party eventually. So see that? 170, 105, 105. Why? Because they're all on the same ticket, and now they're running mates. Mm. Then, in night, so at this point in history, the parties are choosing the candidates. Yeah. And they're choosing the running mates. Together. Together. As one. The party, right? In 1940, Franklin Delano Roosevelt has a temper tantrum after running twice. Right. So he has now won two elections. They want him to come up for a third term. And he says, there is no way I'm running for a third term unless I get to choose my running mate. So with FDR. So back here in my running mate, you mean vice president, vice president. Right. I get to choose the vice president. So remember, in 1824, the electors choose the vice president through separate ballot. In 1844, the political parties are now running a unified ticket. And then 1940, the presidents now choose the vice president. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's worked. Now, this is without any constitutional amendment, without any fanfare, without any, no lawsuit. This is how the process has changed. But now with the 12th Amendment, people are talking about how we could have a tie. Nancy Pelosi is talking about a tie. 269 to 269. 269 to 269. That would be the tie? Yes. All right. 538 electoral votes total. You need 270 to win. Um, So then if if both got 269, neither got the 270, then that would be a tie. Now, according to the 12th Amendment, because we're dealing with two separate ballots, mm-hmm. if the tie came in for the presidential race, then whoever got the majority votes in the vice presidency would be the president of the United States until the House could choose. But because they're now on combined ballots, they would both be tied. They would both be and tied. And there would be no vice president. There would be no vice president, which means... So According to the 12th Amendment, if no person have the majority, oops, forgot to put that up there. Mm -hmm. If no person should have the majority, then from the highest two numbers on the list, the Senate shall choose the vice president. So you have the House choosing the president and And the the Senate Senate is supposed to choose the vice president. Yes. So if the House, and this is why I said it this way. 
if the House then chooses the vice, the president, who actually will be doing the choosing? Because the Democrat majority is in there. In the House? In the House. Yeah, yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Basically, yeah. So Nancy Pelosi is now choosing the president. Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell chooses the vice president. So you have um, Joe Biden and Mike Pence. (laughs) There you go. As your new executives. Which is, by the way, why... and And I haven't heard any of them mention that about the vice president like because nancy pelosi was you know put out this big thing about oh my gosh what what will we do in case of a tie the house needs to be ready to choose the president in case there's a tie but nobody's saying oh yeah and you guys over there in the senate be ready to choose the vice president but that's what the 12th amendment says because because here's the thing the 12th amendment says that the house of representatives Uh, choose immediately by ballot the president, but it does not give the House of Representatives the authority to choose the vice president. Right. So Nancy Pelosi, even if they want to proclaim that there's a, (laughs) a, a tradition of a single ballot, there is no constitutional authority in the 12th Amendment for the House to choose the president. So theoretically, the Senate could choose Donald Trump as the vice president. According to the, yes, because they're supposed to both run on the same, (laughs) the president and the vice president run on separate ballots. The president and the vice president are supposed (laughs) to be elected under the exact same terms. Right. Because the only reason that we have a vice president is to cover for the president if something happens to him. But it's probably technically not possible because he's he's not actually on uh, Trump's not on the ballot. But but then the electors could do. But of course, I guess the Senate could do whatever they want. But it's their ballot. But here's the question. Are the other people on the ballot as vice presidential ballots? Yeah, I've they're on the ballot as a running mate. What is yeah. the running mate? That's not. I mean, let's look at this Twelfth so Amendment tru- here, real truth, quick. In truth, there is no vice presidential ballot. Therefore, right. there really aren't any vice presidential candidates. When, no, when you look not by, by the, the constitutional consti- definition, there are no candidates for vice president. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, Nancy Pelosi. And the House of Representatives have no authority at all to choose the vice president. So if they claim there's a tie in which the House must choose the president, then they must acknowledge by the Constitution that the Senate must choose the vice president. Interesting times. So then what kind of what, what kind of government do we have where the legislative branch is choosing the executive branch. <laughs> a banana republic. Come on, that's a freaking monarchy, JC. Yeah. That is that is so f- that is a throwback. Talk about a throwback Thursday, man. Some days that I is like go back throwback to, to England Thursday. I I mean I don't even that that's crazy. So just as a little clue just as a little uh uh tip for you guys if you want this educational part of the show in writing uh right there on chrisannhall.com is the article one congress to rule them all so you can actually how crazy would it be 
I want to hear Nancy Pelosi have this conversation. Yeah, and, and that's correct. The, a single vote is cast from each state delegation yes. is how they do it. And, yes. And, and, and as it stands now, the Republicans uh, are ahead in the state delegations, which is why some of these House races are super critical. Because with mm -hmm. just with one seat, you could flip the delegations, right? The the number uh, in, in the delegations, and that, has, and that has to do with uh, if er, so everybody understands it. That has to do with so the delegation means how many representatives in the House are from Florida, right? So let's say there's eleven. I don't know how many, but say there's eleven, and so then it could be six Democrat, five Republican. That means you you have a Republican vote for that state. I just so right now, the majority is on the the uh, Republican side as far as state delegations. And I know that probably makes people scratch their head because they think, well, the Democrats are the majority in the House, but they're not a majority relative to the state the electoral delegation, college, well, the, yes. the state delegations. Yes. Right. So yes. so by state, the per state, the per state representation. Mm -hmm. OK, so when you take each state. Uh, it's, you know, Florida has two more Republicans than Democrats. Therefore, it's a Republican state. Uh, Georgia has this number more Republicans than Democrats. It's a Republican state. So if you go through the list like that, then there are, I, I think, I think it, the way it, uh, plays out right now there, the Republicans are ahead by one. So well, then, it's just that type. So then let's look at it, J.C., because that really makes a big difference. Let's look at the 12th Amendment, because you see, in voting, when the House votes, it's not actually a total majority. It's not everybody in the House that votes. Correct. When the House votes, the representation from each state having one vote. Right. So it's not it may not be Nancy Pelosi who gets to choose Correct. if in reality it's the states the states would the states have one vote with Correct. one representative and so that's there would be, be 50 possible votes Correct 50 votes and that's going to be right so then that the state would have to to determine okay how are we going to vote as a state well that's determined by the makeup of the delegation mm -hmm. so if there's a majority of republicans against Democrats, then that Republican, it's going to vote, that state is going to vote yes. for the Republican nominee. Right, right, exactly. So you have, if you, majority state in representation, like Florida, would have to vote as and the Republican. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that that Republican would actually, well, I mean, wow, that's just crazy. Anyway, look, uh, oh, what a tangled web we weave, Right. So each state gets one vote, and the uh, it has to be two-thirds. Oh, let's see. And the quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states. So you don't need all 50 states to vote. You only need two-thirds of the states yeah, to vote. But a each for a quorum. But if they're there, they get a vote. Yeah, but if they're there, they get a vote. But each state only gets one vote, so the maximum number of votes is 50. Mm-hmm. And so given that kind of of understanding of the breakdown of the political breakdown of the states, then then you would have to vote as it is. But look yeah. at this. And in the Senate, it's two thirds of the whole. Yes. Of all the senators. But then the Senate chooses the vice president. Right. With two thirds. Right. 
of the whole number or or, or well, the quorum. So the quorum. So you only <clears throat> you only need two. Which what sixty six uh, out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. So you only need two thirds for a quorum, and then whatever the majority vote of all the senators. So basically, it'd be fifty one if it, yes. if everybody voted. Right. So, but that doesn't eliminate the fact that because we have been operating now unconstitutionally for 188 years, I want somebody to grasp that. We have not had a constitutional presidential election for 188 years, okay? Now, this is, this is also something that I forgot to mention. So... The vote by law of the president takes place or the announcement of I'm sorry, the count of the vote for the president of the United States by law takes place on November 6th. Right. Right. New House members are sworn in on January 3rd. Correct. The tie would not be known until after the new House members are sworn in. Yes. So the new House members would be the ones who actually pick the president of the United States. Are you guys following all this? So, so then <laughs> if in this election there's a tie, then that makes the House races some of the most criti- critical races in the country Yeah, to control the House. Yes. So if if the if the Republicans as it stands now yes the House would likely select Donald Trump if delegations are followed if they followed the rules which they yeah if if they they followed the rules but you know they're already going to want to deny the rules because they're going to want the House to pick the president and the vice president (laughs) but the House does not have the authority to pick. The vice president, the authority to pick the vice president goes to the Senate. And then the question becomes, will Mitch McConnell do his job and stand up for the authority of the Senate? Mm. Because that would as the Senate president, the leader of the Senate, it, it is absolutely Mitch McConnell's duty to stand up and defend the authority of the Senate per the Constitution. And we just saw it right there in the 12th Amendment. Yep. So to summarize, to <laughs> simplify, okay, in the case of He's an electoral this. tie, yes. which would be 269 electoral votes to 269 electoral votes, it would then be up to the House of Representatives to, to settle it. And they will vote for choosing a president. And that vote will be one vote per state which is de- which is determined by the majority uh, of that party in each state delegation as to which way that one vote will go. At present, the House favors the Republican Party by delegation. If the House loses several key ste- seats in several key states, then post-election it could favor the Democrats which is when the vote would take place after those newly elected reps are seated. So, if, so you so can't if even anticipate. Tie, you can't even anticipate it this and time. And no states are flipped. Donald Trump's president. If there's a tie and states are flipped Democrat, 
Biden's your president. But, but the vice president, vice president, is now technically will supposed now to be, be chosen separated. by the Senate in case of a tie. Yep. There you go. So now the elections have to be back. They have to be separated again. If yep. there's a tie, the presidential vice presidential elections will be separated like they're supposed to be because there is no solution any other way. This would be high drama. Not only. High drama. OK, but think about this. Super high drama, right? Because you already have a segment of our population that is ticked off about the Electoral College to begin with, and they want national popular vote. Now, Nancy Pelosi, and this is just Chris Ann's, in my humble opinion, kind of thing, right? Nancy Pelosi has stopped talking about popular vote. I believe because they think, number one, voter turnout is going to be so low, it's going to be dismal. Abysmal. Abysmal? Dismal. Abysmal. Abysmal? Right. Abysmal. Whatever. Anyway, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. I think it's going to be really, really bad. I think they think it's going to be even worse for the Democrats than it is the Republicans. So Nancy Pelosi has stopped talking about na- about the popular vote. I don't think they're going to even see anything close in the popular vote. She started talking about we need to get electors on our side. Then all of the sudden we get this report we covered earlier this week. Of Nancy Pelosi talking about, well, what if there's a tie? We could have a tie for the first Mm -hmm. time. Now, she said the first time in history. No, no, no. Shenanigans are afoot. A tie, we would have been the first time we had had a tie since 1800. We already had a tie. And that's why we have the 12th Amendment. But, so you have a segment of the population, JC, that's already ticked off about the Electoral College. But now we have a possibility of something happening that has never happened ever happened before in our constitutional republic and hasn't happened since we had an english limited monarchy the legislative branch choosing the executive branch leaders now you want to tell me that the people who hold the electoral college vote uh in contempt are mad about an electoral college vote choosing president how are they going to feel when when the legislative branch of politicians choose and their vote means absolutely nothing at all, especially when you take into consideration the dynamics, right? If the houses don't flip, then you have these states that some people think should have a strong Democrat blue cons- uh, uh, political leaning. But then you realize when you work the numbers out in the House of Representatives, they actually have a Republican majority in the House of Representatives. By delegation. By delegation, Mm -hmm. right. And then their delegation votes Republican when the majority of the people think they're actually Democrat. Holy cow, JC. This is going to be big. Y'all thought this was going to be crazy when, you know, with the popular vote. I didn't... I, nobody even anticipated this kind of level of crazy. Yeah, if there's an electoral tie. This is crazy of elephantine proportions. Explode. Yeah. Because, number one, people aren't going to understand this. So, How many people do you think out there understand what we just said is how, it's, how, how it has to work? It, look, I'm telling you, well, it's it a lot can't of moving parts. work any other way. It's a lot of moving parts. It's not easy to wrap your brain around but that's it that's that's the potentiality but here's the thing jc so we shall see here's the thing we've set aside the constitution 
for presidential elections. Mm -hmm. If if they completely ignore the 12th, the entirety of the 12th Amendment and Nancy Pelosi picks the president and the vice president. There's no constitution. No constitution. Somebody will be ready to sue based will on the they, 12th Amendment. Will they? Because they haven't yeah, no, sued I'm, in I'm 188 sorry. years, JC. They'll do it this time. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Holy cow. Not that that's the answer, but Holy it'll happen. Holy cow. Seriously. I mean, yeah. I'm just... So, so I wanted to add this about the... Nancy Pelosi. One more point that... Uh, we didn't get to make talking about the debate, the the last debate. Okay. Uh, we got minutes. We talked about this later. We didn't include it in the show, but oh, you mean one of our whole family the, conversations? The chaotic. So one of the uh, one of the results, I believe, of this sort of chaotic debate initially, and and how people came away feeling, uh, is the effect on on the so-called moderates and undecideds. Mm-hmm. So when you have an election, uh, a debate like that, and that's that's leaves that taste in their mouth. That's the kind of thing that makes the undecided moderates stay home. They will say, oh, both these guys are idiots. This is terrible. They're both unpresidential, blah, blah, blah. And then they check out. So then it comes down to just the base. Yeah. It comes down to just the base, the Democrat base versus the Republican base. Right. So if these debates continue in the same manner, um, I predict that more and more so-called moderates and undecideds will check out and will not go to the polls. So you think they'll drop out entirely? I think you will have depressed turnout, voter turnout, on on what they call independents. People who, and it's typically people in their voting history, they, they go back and forth between parties. Well, you Those know, people will stay home. That actually they will goes... Get, so they will get so disgusted that... They just check out. That actually goes in that that really falls into place with what I was gleaning from Nancy Pelosi's own statements Mm -hmm. when in that article where she was flipping over to from the from the popular vote. You know, we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about this tie. Um, That's exactly what I felt from her was that that they that the Democrats are getting a feeling that there's going to be a really low voter t- voter turnout. And when we talk about low voter turnout, it's never the s- what we call classify as the super voters cuz these are the people that vote they don't care who's running for office. They're going to go out and vote, right? I think this plays into Trump's hand with with the type of debate that happened last time where people are where these uh thank you Mary fence walkers are disgusted by both. Mm-hmm. They check out then it's left to the base to turn out. Okay, a lot of a lot of uh, Biden does not have voter enthusiasm on his side, and then a lot of what what the Democrats depend on is the young voters, the young college age voters. They they historically just don't show up. They do all their stuff in you know their advocacy and mm-hmm. all the craziness, but when it comes time to pull the lever. That demographic historically does not show up. And so I, as much as Wallace, I think, was trying to help Biden, if this turns out to be the case, then he could have harmed Biden by 
creating such chaotic debate mm -hmm. that disgust the middle of the road voters and makes them check out. Because then I think at the end of the day, Trump has more voters go to the poll than Biden. Right, because how many people were, how just, many just people do you think? Cents. See, I, I think you have three peop three classes of people. You have the well-informed, the uninformed, and the ill-informed, right? So the uninformed are what we call the fence walkers. These are the people that don't know. Because if you don't know there's a difference between Trump and Biden, there's something wrong with you, right? Yeah. You have to be able to make a choice. There should not be fence walkers in right. any election that we've had, but in this one that's, most. And that's overall. Yeah. There are a couple of things that are not different. But yeah. Yeah. to your point, yes. yes. So I think people who watched that, right, for me, because I'm, I'm not going to be swayed not to vote. But the people who watched that debate, who maybe thought, you know, it's the, fir it's the first one televised, I'm just going to get a chance to look at it, whatever. They were like, screw that. Yeah, I'm if you're not that guy trying to make up your mind based on debates, yeah. that, that's what I'm talking I'm about. That I'm kind of voter. I'm turning it off in the first 10 minutes, and I'm walking yeah. away, and I'm saying, forget these people. I don't even want to have anything to do with them. And just, and just based on, again, based on his, history, electoral history, uh, the young, the college age voters, the college age Democrats, as much noise as they make, they don't they don't turn out to the polls. OK, Trump, just like 2016, his base, his base. I mean, come hell or high water, they're showing up. I mean, Trump has massive enthusiasm mm -hmm. for his base uh, and and Biden doesn't have that. He got an extra shot in the arm as far as the enthusiasm level because of uh, the SCOTUS nomination. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for that. I, I, you probably wouldn't have a prayer, uh, as, you know, under this kind of yep. scenario mm -hmm. if these debates continue like that. And that's the effect on the middle of the road people. Yeah. But that I'm just saying that's contingent. Right. It's contingent upon if that's actually how these people are, are affected, which is what we heard a lot. I heard a lot of coming at me from these sort of undecideds and middle of the road voters are like, I just won't vote. Both these. This, this is just a train wreck. Both these guys are idiots. This was yeah. terrible. They were both of them unpresidential. Both. I mean, that was kind of the opinion. And I'm not going to participate I, in. I'm not yeah. going to be a part of this mess. These people don't represent me in any way, shape or yeah. form. So I'm I, not even going to I'm not even going to be complicit yeah, right. in this. And I, now, I don't think it's a big edge for Trump because of the SCOTUS thing and various other. You know, obviously, Biden's got the media on his side and everybody else and all this racism nonsense. Um, but the fact of the matter is uh, the Democrat Party have lost a ton of black voters. Mm -hmm. They've lost a ton of Latino voters in in these four years. So I, I really think the electoral demographics are much more uncertain than they were even even uh, the last cycle. Right. Right. I, right. Trump. Trump. The, the MAGA movement has siphoned off a lot of traditional Democrat voters. Yeah. So we have um, we have new t-shirts up on godgunsliberty.com and I just wanted to give a shout out to the godgunsliberty.com website for all our t-shirts. We have t-shirts. We have mugs. I love that one. That is a great t-shirt. <laughs> that is that is an in-your-face. That is a Donald Trump in-your-face t-shirt. I love that. We have mugs. We have hats. We have all kinds of great stuff and remember this is just one of the ways you can support what we do. You support us through Super Chat. You can support us by donation. You can support us through uh, through GodGunsLiberty.com. You can also support us 
by becoming a student at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Going to be putting up some new classes here shortly. I'm actually going to put the lesson that I gave uh, this 12th Amendment lesson. I'm going to put that together so we can Mm -hmm. put that up there quickly and our students can be ready uh, to answer these 12th Amendment questions on libertyfirstuniversity.com. But I think this has been a great show, and I hope that it's been a teaching lesson for everybody. I guarantee you, J.C., it's a teaching, teaching lesson that no one else is teaching. Nobody is talking about this, this, this dilemma. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how it—I think they'll avoid a tie. Uh, I think they will. I think that they'll work to bend the arms of the Electoral College to get what they want. But either way— you still yeah, have the whole have mail-in to, thing going on, so there's going to be drama go, like forever. I'm going to try to go dig around and run the numbers and see what what the possibility is of an electoral tie. Is is that it? Because the way they're this came up out of nowhere. I've been talking about it. They're I've never heard it. this discussion before. So there's there's got to be something out there. Somebody thinks it's a possibility. Well, for Nancy Pelosi to float it out in the news, whenever you yeah. see them put anything out in the media. It's either they believe it's going to happen and they want to get in front of it or they want it to happen. So they want people to make it a reality. Right. Or it could be a distraction or just a distraction for something else. All right, guys. So glad that you are with us here today. Thank you so much. Tomorrow is Friday, so we will be here with you Friday. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com and check out all the events for Liberty First uh, Tour 2020 coming up. Um, Thank you, JC. You are so awesome. Thank you, Mac, for joining us today. (laughs) God bless you guys. See you tomorrow.